1: Find our free video series and subscribe to our weekly podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk?
0: Today's show is to explain why a next talk is even needed. Like, what are we doing here?
2: Yeah, we're kind of going back to the basics, right? And remind people why we exist and what we're all about. You have to do that in most things, any kind of business.
0: Sometimes you just have to take a step back and remind yourself and others your why, your mission, your purpose. It reminds you of why you're working so hard. Absolutely. And why people should invest in what we're doing.
2: It's important. Yeah, and why we don't want to quit when we're exhausted. I don't know what you mean.
0: When does that ever (laughs) happen? We're looking
2: at each other like what? It's
0: like <laughs> Both early of us in the have morning. small <laughs> eyes. Like we barely slept. But it's also worth it. It really is. And especially when we start to like backtrack and think of all the things that God has done through this organization.
2: Yeah, like, I mean, what started as a little church group of moms, you know, 20 people, has now yeah. turned into this nonprofit with these this amazing leadership team that God has put together. Mm-hmm. I think what makes us so unique here at Next Talk is, you know, we have homeschool Um, private school and public school parents represented on our actual team, our officer board. And and our kids range in ages from 3 to 22. So we're speaking and writing and learning in real time. Like this is actually happening at our kitchen counters every night when they're playing online playing games. I think that's so special because in
0: so many different organizations, people are talking about how they did it back then or what they plan to do in the future. But literally every story we share is like what happened last night or the other day.
2: Well, and I think that's why we've grown so much, Mm -hmm. you know, because we've really identified why it's different today. And a lot of Mm -hmm. things have changed. There Mm -hmm. has been a shift. Yeah. Like we're in a new landscape. Mm -hmm. We can't call our parents and say, hey, how did you parent Snapchat? Mm -hmm. Like we Mm -hmm. cannot do that. Yeah. And so being able to identify that shift, which I think we do well, and then offer the solution, like what is the answer to this problem, Mm -hmm. is really Next Talk's niche. And it's everything, like what we do, is centered around that, that problem and the solution. And so we want to kind of lay that out for you on today's show.
0: Let's talk a little bit about what that shift looks like and,
2: and give you some examples. Pornography.
0: Yep. It's obviously not new. Not like new. you're not thinking pornography. What is that? We all know about it whether you've seen it or not. It's been readily available in some form forever. But nowadays, the form that it's available in is so immediate, so available to anyone and so easy to access. It has changed everything for us.
2: I mean, I remember going as a college student mm-hmm. into a video store mm-hmm. in the back room. <laughs> I'm using those yes. air quotes right now. Mm. <laughs> Behind uh, the curtain. Yes. yes. <laughs> and I remember looking at some of these titles and yeah. the pictures on the, t- and I was like, my eyes were like so big. I was a college kid. You had to use an ID to get I in. I had to time. have an ID. Yeah. And then it was like people were around. So yeah. you were like, watch. You know, you were being watched. There was the yeah. video store clerk, whatever. You had to get the guts just to get out of the car, co- to drive yes. to the parking lot. Well, it even- was a dare for me to even go oh, in yes. there. Like my college roommates were like, we dare you. You got to go do this. Yes. Yeah, That kind of thing. It was
0: totally different. I I remember the first time I saw anything was a friend of mine in high school. Mm -hmm. His stepdad had this collection in the closet. Like magazines
2: or videos? Okay, magazines. magazines. Well,
0: there were videos too, but we didn't know that at first. Okay. And so he was like, I have to show you something. And so I went over, a like, a group of us, you know, our little gang. We weren't, like, gang members. You know what I mean? Like we Your went squad. Over. We're, uh, my squad. Your gang, squad. Gang sounds dangerous. Yeah. We that, were, that's a new term to make to theater. theater. <laughs> we obviously we're not
2: dangerous. <laughs> the drama squad. The
0: drama squad. And, like, we slowly, he slowly opened up the closet, and we were like, oh, what's going to be in there? And it was probably, like, 200 of these magazines stacked up. Yeah. And we were, like, terrified that someone was going to walk in the door at any minute. Yeah. And we just looked at the cup. And we're like, Oh, my gosh. And it was a big deal. Yeah, You've had to go through a lot to be able to see anything. And I'm thankful for that. Or the exposure availability today is just not anything like that.
2: I mean, we've received calls where parents have found their kids watching pornography right next to them on the family sofa. And the yes. devices are so small, that they can be hidden and they can have earbuds in so yes. you don't even know what they're listening to. And like, that's a situation I mean they have the world at their fingertips it is a click of a button and they're seeing more hardcore pornography than we ever saw as, as even college kids. And Absolutely. these the kids I'm talking about are 6, seven, eight, and 9 that are seeing it, that we're getting calls about.
0: Well, and they may not even be searching for it. Yes, there's going to be kids who are looking and who are sitting and viewing. They may do, be doing a homework assignment, looking for some information, and they come across it by accident. And they're they're very exposed.
2: Yeah. Well, and the type of pornography has changed, too. So not only yeah. the access, but, you know, um, hardcore pornography, I guess one debate that's always been against it is it always objectifies women mm-hmm. you know it, it, that is a that has been forefront since we were kids absolutely but now um the kind of hardcore pornography we're talking about you know it it's like um anal sex is huge we, mm-hmm. you know we got to talk about um gay porn mm-hmm. that's an issue just because like if our kids are 6 years old and that's their first exposure yes. to anything sexual Obviously, that's going to create a lot of confusion. And so there's different types, you know, not only the access, but different types of pornography nowadays. And so Mm -hmm. it's just changed. And we need to recognize the shift as parents.
0: Absolutely. Another issue, of course, that we deal with quite a lot is social media. We don't even know the effect yet. Like there's no long term study of. What the effect of social media exposure and um, the ability to be that, be in that world constantly?
2: What that's going to do to our kids when they become adults? Well, I have a fourteen-year-old girl, yeah, and I am walking her through social media. She's been on it a couple years now, and we have great conversation about it. But I can tell you, without those conversations, I don't know what the the effects would be horrific. Like, yeah. it is it it does a lot to me and yes. my. Like how I compare myself to others and how I'm jealous and mm-hmm. how I feel inadequate because yes. all these people are doing amazing things that I'm seeing all day long and it's constantly in my face and mm-hmm. how I just can't live up to that. You know, yes. the photo filters and yes. the beauty and just all of it. Why are there some people that go on every amazing vacation in the world? Why? I mean, like four vacations. We, I, bought, like I just bought my third home. <laughs> yes. Like we struggle okay. with this. And, I, you know, if we are trying to process it as parents, yeah. imagine in 12-year-old brain trying to wrap their heads around that. Um, And you all know that I am not anti-social media. Like, I love social media. But I think it takes a lot to have those conversations and really check yourself and what you're allowing in and how you're letting it affect you.
0: And, you know, it's just like the, the old conversations about cigarettes and drinking and those things. You know, if you're on social media and you're not setting the example, how can you expect that from your kids? And so it's not just the parenting it differently, but you know, moderation for yourself. So it's a whole issue around social media and exposure and time.
2: And also bullying, another one. Yeah, that's not not new. new.
0: Not new. That was around when I was I mean,
2: social media is kind of new. That's not even a shift. It's new. But bullying, it was like pornography. It was around when we were little. Um, The difference is, you know, when we were little, if you got bullied or embarrassed or stuffed in your locker or whatever you're envisioning when you hear the Mm -hmm. word bully, Um, only a couple friends may have seen that happen. And yeah, it would spread by word of mouth at school, but the effects were not as drastic, you Mm -hmm. know? Now, if you're being bullied... All the phones come out. Yep. They record the incident. So if you do something embarrassing, if you get red, if you whatever, mm-hmm. it is recording you in real time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, before your kid even walks through the door home from school, that that recording has been shared with the entire school population through yes. Snapchat, through social media, whatever. And so, again, we must recognize this shift you know, I remember when I was in high school and something humiliating would happen and I would be, just be devastated. It would feel like my whole world had collapsed. Yes. And I remember my mom, and you know, saying, oh, it's nobody will remember tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Well, now you can't really say that because there's a recording that's going to be out there for the rest of your life.
0: It's true. And if it was. I mean,
2: it's a thing.
0: If it's deemed embarrassing or funny enough, it can even go viral. Yeah. So it can just explode even beyond your own school or circle and Absolutely. that's just hard for a child to fathom ever getting past that.
2: Absolutely. It's overwhelming. And so it's just, a, a we need to recognize that shift, um, you know, and we we're talking about all this. Think about all the stress that puts on our kids, always being recorded, snapped, posted somewhere. It's I mean, they can't life. do anything without fear of being recorded. Mm-hmm. I mean, they think about this. I mean, I have a high schooler. They think about this when they go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. like they think about people recording them. It yes. is a thing. And so imagine all the stress that puts on our kids. And then you add in AP classes, standardized mm-hmm. tests. Again, we didn't ha- I didn't have college classes in high school. Yeah. We didn't have that. And so you add in all that stress, we're, we're seeing some unhealthy ways to cope with stress. One of those ways that we're seeing an explosion of is self-harming. Yes. And um, it, the most popular is cutting. Mm-hmm. Um, people do also pull their hair out or burn themselves. Mm-hmm. But cutting is really what we're seeing the most of. And it's a way to deal with stress. They have something internally that they can't deal with. And so giving themselves physical pain helps relieve that internal pressure is kind of how they view it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did a whole show on this mm-hmm. that where we brought in a counselor. Mm-hmm. So if you want to... You know, ha- get more information about mm-hmm. this specific topic, check out that show. It's called Cutting. Absolutely. But again, a shift. Yes. I mean, I knew no one in my high school that was self harming or middle school. I didn't either. I'm sure it was happening, but not to the
0: level that it is now. And it's, again, some of that is popular. And repeat it because they see it on social media. Yes. And so here you have that whole shift again coming back to the social media. They're seeing it recorded and Snap people are sharing that they're cutting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it just really is a whole different world.
2: Yeah. And one thing I learned about cutting is – from the counselor when we did the show, it doesn't necessarily mean your kid is suicidal. Correct. It means there's an underlying, underlying problem that you need to address. Right. They do not know how to handle the stress. So that problem has to be solved or it could escalate into suicide. And right. so we don't want to minimize that, oh, they're not suicidal, it's fine. It could definitely escalate to suicide. I mean, we've got to get in there and fix that underlying problem. But let's talk about suicide for a minute. Yeah. Second leading cause of death, in ages 10 to 24. Hard to believe. Second leading cause of death. If you wanna know where we got that stat, it's in my book. Um, but that is a huge statistics. and kids who are cyber-bullied are two times more likely to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Again, that stat is in my book. So, I mean, th- I, this is a shift. I mean, yes. our parents didn't have these numbers and these stats that, that we're dealing with today.
0: It's a totally different world parenting in this age, and that's why we do what we do here at Next Talk. Um, Stranger Danger. Oh, yeah. For me, yeah. I remember the stories. <laughs> I know what you're going to say because we talked about this yes. before. Yes. Like, I remember my mom like giving me the stern talk. Never get into the white van with no windows. <laughs> and so, like, to this day, when I see white vans with no windows, I'm like, ah, oh, Stranger Danger, don't go. You know, I can't talk to painters, but, you know, <laughs> it's just one of those things. that it sticks in your head, it and that's what you. I associated with Stranger Danger. That is not what Stranger Danger means in this day and age.
2: No, no. I mean, think about it, guys. Again, your kid can be sitting across from you at the Kitchen Island. They could be on Roblox, which this is a true story of what happened with me and my kids. They were playing and a sex trafficking pimp could be... Corresponding with them, yeah, saying... Grooming them. Now, I don't know that it was a sex trafficking pimp, but I, this is what happened in my home. Okay. <laughs> um, the personal story was they were playing Roblox. I was right across the kitchen counter and loading the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. And somebody, some other player online, started asking them where they went to school, what their address Crazy. was, how old they were. And we had had many conversations that we do not give out any of that information. And if anybody asks you on a game that you're playing on, that information, that's our red flag alert for you. Well, and that's key that you had those conversations. So many
0: parents think, well, my kids would know not to give that information out. No, no, you cannot assume that your kids know these things. Their world and the way that they operate in the online world is completely
2: different than what you think. You have to talk to them about these things. And you can't get mad at them for giving out the information. That's their culture. It is. Everything is online. My daughter and I do live events at elementary schools, and it is amazing to me how many little kids line up to tell her I've given out information I didn't know and I'm over here with the parents don't yell at them don't yell at them they don't know know. it's not obvious to them like you think it is it is not and we have a whole show on that too cyber strangers Mm -hmm. go check out that show we also have online uh, manipulation that Mm -hmm. is a great show on how sex traffickers kind of manipulate your kids and groom them online yes. and some red flags that you need to be alerted to. But again, it goes way past the white van or the person with candy trying yes. to get you in their car. Yes. Um, this is, again, can happen in your home right next to you. Yeah, They could be contacted by a sex trafficking pimp trying to befriend them. And there's story after story of, you know, the good kid that
0: was groomed online. Absolutely. And then they disappear The point is we have to have these conversations with our kids. You know, there's so much information coming up them about all of this stuff that we're talking about. And then you add in sexuality and transgender, big issues in this day and age. I mean, you got to be
2: talking to them. Here's the thing. If they struggle with this or figuring it out or whatever, or they have questions about it, they, if they go to their school counselor, there's only so much Mm -hmm. that a teacher Can pour into them because it crosses political and religious lines. So parents, if we're not talking to them, they're getting their information online. And I guarantee you, if they are Googling these things online, they're going to be they're going to automatically see pornography and they're going to see some things that you don't want them to see. So that is why it's so important that that, you know, um, we deal with it. As yeah. parents.
0: Well, we have to have those conversations. I mean, you know, you remember, right? I do, Go, going back to that time in middle school and high school, how impressionable I was. Yeah. And that's why kids are so swayed by their peers during that time. So, again, if you're not talking to them, they're listening to their peers and they're going online. Those are two not great sources when you have the opportunity to be there. Source of information.
2: If you're just now tuning in, this is Next Talk Radio at two p.m. on AM six thirty. The word Next Talk Radio is listener supported. Everything we do at our nonprofit to keep kids safe is accomplished through your donations. To support our organization, go to nexttalk.org and click on Give. It's a lot of information we're throwing out at them. So we're we're kind of setting this problem up. Yeah. Why is there a shift? Why you know what what's the big deal? About parenting today, well, it's completely changed, and a lot of these resources that I grew up loving, um, their wisdom is great. Mm -hmm. Their wisdom is still great, but they're not giving me the real time. What do I do when my kid is contacted online by this person? Yeah, and we saw that void, and so that's kind of where Next Talk came in and was like, "Okay, this is where we need to help parents because we we need that.
0: We need that for
2: our own self. So okay, we're so we're setting up this problem. We talked about. Pornography and social media and bullying and suicide and stranger danger and sexuality, transgender, um, of which we have individual shows on all of those things that you can go check out. Don't get overwhelmed. Um, And the other thing is, you know, apps and games change daily. Yes. I mean, it's a full time job. If you have to be in their online world and know Mm -hmm. everything they're doing, how do you keep up with all that?
0: It's a question we get asked all the time. Where do I start? What do I do? I don't know how to parent this.
2: Well, and we always have talked about drug and alcohol addiction. That's nothing new. Right. Now we have a new addiction, screen addiction. And this is a real thing. Again, we did a show on this. Um, This is a real thing. And I struggle with this. Me too. Like I'm constantly connected to everything going on at work and my friends. And it's hard to compartmentalize and give my kids and my husband the attention they need Mm because I'm so connected all the time. So imagine your
0: kid who hasn't – their brain isn't fully developed, that prefrontal cortex. They're struggling big time with how to set boundaries and how to have a healthy life with screens as a part of it.
2: Yeah. And I know – I I can go so much more into – all the scary stuff. Yeah. You know, we could go into all that, but our our goal at Next Talk is not really to uh, to alarm you. We don't want. To, we don't like the whole uh, let's scare you into something. No, we're, we don't work that way. We don't need any more of that. Yeah, we're already kind of scared, <laughs> yes. right, of everything the digital yes. world is throwing at us. But but here's what we understand: we we bring all these things up because we have to understand their culture effectively if we're going to parent it. Yes. And that is identifying this shift and understanding the problem. So, you know, we've set this up for you and it's as limited time as we can, but we kind of need to move on. And okay. we have so many more resources that does a better job and goes into more detail here. But you kind of get the idea. There's been there's been a shift. There's a problem. What is the solution?
0: Well, it's not to bubble wrap them. Yeah. Which is usually our go to. Yeah. It's scary when you start thinking about all of these things in relation to your kid and you want to set all the filters and use all the programs that shut everything out. You want to bubble wrap them, Mm -hmm. keep them safe, take them out of school, hide them in the closet. Whatever it is, that's our first go to because we don't know what to do. Yeah. But we have found a solution that should be your first line of defense.
2: Well, or two, you, you don't want to give them a phone. And that's what I was going to do. Yes. That's what I was going to do. But then my kid was exposed to pornography in fourth grade. And so I realized that's not an option for me. Yeah. So the bubble wrapping, the protecting, it all, it didn't work. Right. And so what is that 100% solution? And that is open communication. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds so simple.
0: It sounds crazy.
2: I'm talking to my kids. Like, I thought I was I, talking you, to my kids. What?
0: Is that it? I know. Yeah, you're thinking the same thing that we did. <laughs> it's like, there's got to be more to it than that. It's not as simple as it sounds. And
2: it comes straight out of Deuteronomy 6, 6, and 7. You know, talk to your kids about all these mm-hmm. things. Talk on the go when you're going to bed, when you're getting up, and when you're at home. And I had read that verse a million times, yes. and I loved that verse. Yes. Um, but one day, it dawned on me. Mm-hmm. I'm not really talking about all this stuff that I just talked about in the shift. Yeah. You know, I'm not cu- I'm not sitting down with my kid and talking to them about how bullying has changed mm-hmm. and why it's so humiliating and why mm-hmm. you have to guard your heart against that mm-hmm. and not worry about that. Yeah. You know, all those specific conversations. And if I just tweak it a little, like it could literally save their lives from somebody online trying to befriend them that doesn't want them for good, you know, yes, yes. To, they want to hurt my baby.
0: Well, and you know, like we said earlier, we often parent from how we were parented. Yeah. You know, we're thinking, okay, at some point I'm gonna have to sit down on the couch and have this sex conversation with my kids. Okay, check. There's that one. I'm going to have to talk to them about, yeah, there's, there's a stranger danger. Okay, check. I'll have that conversation. We kind of put it out like that because that's how most of us were parented. Yeah. And, and that's part of that shift that we're talking about. And that's Deuteronomy 6, 6 and 7, the Lord revealed to Mandy. That's how you have to parent through this day and age. It has to be casual, on-the-go, open communication, a culture of conversation in your home at any time where your kids can ask you about
2: anything, and you are not going to lose your ever-loving mind. When I speak at churches, and I think that I, it's okay for me to say this, sometimes it's not okay for me to say that. you guys, my dream for you is that you can be driving down the road. And one yeah. of your kids say, what is anal sex? And nobody go crazy. Yeah. Nobody starts screaming. Nobody, nobody sweeps it under the rug. <laughs> at, but you have a conversation yes. because they need that information. They're hearing this at school yeah. um, or seeing it online, mm-hmm. e- either one. But that is my dream for you. And, and Kim is right. It's practical, on-the-go conversation. Um, you know, the other thing we how we grew up is you just lay down the law. yes. Because I said so. Yes. And I'm not saying you don't have restrictions. You have family guidelines and Mm -hmm. you have restrictions. And obviously you are the authoritative parent and you do all that stuff. But there's been a little tweak that we need to make, you know, and instead of like laying down the law and saying, this is, what, this is what's right and this is what's wrong. What I found so helpful is I will say to my kids, well, why don't you go look up this scripture mm-hmm. and then they'll go look it up, whatever they're asking me about. Mm-hmm. You know, say they're asking me about sexuality or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. I'll say, go look up this scripture. Then they'll come back and I'll say, well, what do you think God says about that? Mm-hmm. And then God, you know, then they will say, this is what God says. And I said, okay, so it doesn't line up with what you're hearing. So then let's go read this scripture, you mm-hmm. know, and like walk them through that process. So you're still guiding them to the truth. You're yes. still pointing them to Jesus. But it's not like, lay down the law. These are my, lo- these are my rules. You're right. having them seek Jesus yes. for the answers. And like we're, we need to be modeling that out for them, parents. Absolutely. Same with that Holy
0: Spirit moment that you have throughout the day. You want to model and teach your kids to be aware and thoughtful and um, listening to that when they're with their friends or when they're out and about as these difficult situations are coming up in their world. You are not going to be there all the time. Yeah. You're not. And so teaching them to listen to that Holy Spirit voice that says, I need to get up at this point. I need to stay. I need to say something. That's so important. That's part of parenting through these difficult topics.
2: Yeah. I mean, when my kid now comes home and says, this is happening and I don't know how to deal with it. You know, before old Mandy would have been like, get away from those kids and don't yeah. do it. Now I'm like, are you listening to Jesus? Because Mm -hmm. he will tell you when to stay, when to go, when to speak up, when to remove yourself. Like he's going to work you through that. And then we talk through it that way Mm -hmm. instead of just me telling her because I'm not there. I don't really know the situation. I'm getting bits and pieces from her. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have learned so much on this journey that so many times when I would tell her to leave situations, I was not giving Her, the ability to seek Jesus and see Jesus work through her in her life with her friends. Exactly. So I am continually learning that. um, It's a process. Yeah, it is. Uh, You know,
0: our mission at Next Talk is to help you create a culture of conversation in your home. But like I said before, that is the only and the best way, that relationship, to protect your kids. Yes, the filters. Yes, all of those things that you can pay for set up and and put on your devices, but the conversation and the communication and the relationship, that's what's going to change things. That's what's
2: going to save your kids. Well, you know, when I started this journey, I had all this fear of what she was seeing online, what she was being told about at recess. Mm-hmm. That fear is gone now yeah. because guess what? No matter what she's exposed to, no matter what she hears okay. in the hallway, no matter what She's going to come home and ask me, yep. and then I get to speak into it. I mean, what a privilege! Yes. And if I remain calm and don't go into that crazy mom mode that I talk and about you're in the book, to, when yes. you hear some of
0: these things, you're going to want to.
2: When you really create the culture, you're going to know some stuff. <laughs> uh-huh. You got to remain calm, yeah. and um, but but that really is. Everything that Next Talk is about, helping parents create that kind of culture where whatever they're dealing with, they're going to come home and ask you and you're going to walk them through that. And sometimes that is meaning I don't have the answers. Let's go see a counselor. Let's go talk to a doctor. That's okay. We don't have to have all the answers, but any we just need to be their safe place. Absolutely.
0: Real quick, a recap of our show. Due to the digital world, there has been a shift in parenting that we have to recognize. You can delay the phone, but please, 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 do not delay the conversations. And the solution is open communication. Create a culture of conversation in your home so your child will tell you what they're seeing online and hearing from their friends.
1: Thanks for joining us on Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim on AM 630, The Word. You are not alone trying to figure out how to parent in this digital world. We are here with practical solutions to help you. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Find our free video series and podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk?